1: COVID chaos and confusion continues and the coaches have been quoted all day from their conferences. So today really is brought to you by the letter C. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Your say on the news of the day. This is Time On, SEN. Uh, good evening hope you 've had a ripping day, no matter how you 've put it in one three hundred and seven three six seven three six of course, time on your say on the news of the day so if you 've been just hanging on to something that you 've been keen to get off your chest all day or a point you 've been needing to make. Now's the time, one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 as we work through what's been making news in sport uh, throughout the course of the last uh, 24 hours and mainly today. So most of uh, what we're keeping an eye on is to do with the ever-changing landscape of sport uh, due to what's happening with various COVID outbreaks and positive tests being registered in other states, just about everywhere other than Victoria and Tasmania are at the minute. So last night we knew that uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Fremantle and West Coast are all flying into Melbourne ahead of the games that they needed to play this week. The only thing that was left to be determined from a Carlton and Fremantle point of view was where that game would be played. Uh, Simon Garlick had this to say about where he preferred that game to go ahead.
0: It'll be either um, Launceston or GMHBA in Geelong. Okay, so we're just working out some of the details and logistics around that. Um, What's your preference? Inter- you know, it's funny. Oh, personally, I, I, I like the potential to go down to Tasmania. Um, we're playing there the following weekend. Um, it's, it might
2: sound silly, but there's it's something that sits uncomfortable with me about the, the, the Blues getting out of their beds and driving to the G or Marvel when it's <laughs> our home game. You know, I, th- I think it's all at the
0: margin. Okay? We, we've certainly got, as you're required to in this environment, have a bit of an anywhere, anytime approach and that's the way we're we're looking at it.
1: Fremantle Simon Garlic speaking to Kane Corns doing a cracking job uh, filling in for Jared while he's away. So that won't be happening now though. The news today since uh, Simon Garlic made it known that their preference was to play in Tassie ahead of next week's game against Hawthorne, the Tasmanian government have said that they wouldn't be allowing any ex- exemptions uh, and they wouldn't be allowing that game to go ahead as they try to minimize risks of Uh, people flying into their state from COVID-affected states. So that game likely to go ahead at GMHBA Stadium in Geelong. So we don't know that for certain yet. There hasn't been an official announcement. But those were the two options thrown up by Travis Old from the AFL last night in his press conference. So we're expecting that to go ahead on Saturday night at GMHBA Stadium. So Justin Longmuir had a press conference today. Uh, He spoke uh, about the, well, the events of the last 24 hours don't know whether it's a feeling of here we go again. I mean, it is what it is. We um, got the
3: news probably yeah, yesterday morning, Perth time, that it was likely we were going to um, move out of Perth that day. Uh, yeah, I was just really impressed with the way the players handled it. You know, they had very little time to pack their bags, get stuff organised. Um, yeah, not one of them whinged or thought, you know, here we go again. It, they just got on with the job. Uh, people at the club are well versed in handling these situations so they got on to their jobs and got everything packed up and before you know it we're we're here so uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind I just spoke to the players about making sure that we put these distractions behind us and we've got a game of footy to win on the weekend yeah confined to our hotel rooms until we got the negative results back and thankfully everyone passed and got a negative result and now we're yeah, just abiding by Victorian government yeah we will uh, you know traveling back and forth three times in a row just takes the sting out of the legs and um, yeah it doesn't allow you to recover so we'll stay here until post yeah Hawthorne
1: So, Fremantle coach Justin Longmuir on the events of yesterday, the flight over here, the negative test results that they've all registered since arriving, uh, and obviously uh, what will happen in in terms of whether they get to go home or stay. um, He is expecting, obviously, that they will stay in Melbourne until they have to head to Tassie uh, to play Hawthorne in round 17. He also spoke about the fact that there's a way in which he plans on keeping the players focused, and that's because of this. I think it's a big thing. Um,
3: you know, like, like I said before, our know, season's on the line. Um, we've got some real positivity out of the last two weeks. Uh, you know, our playing group has, um, kept that energy all the way through the year, but we've got something to really play for now. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, hopefully that continues. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, our players can put some of the distractions behind them and just really, you know, focused on, uh, be focused on their preparation for this week.
1: So they are just percentage outside the eight Fremantle. medal. They got a really tough run home, though. I think home, though, I think they play five out of the five teams in the top eight uh, over the remaining eight weeks of the competition. So, and it'll actually be five of the top eight teams in their last seven games after they play Carlton this week. Uh, so that's going to make it tough for them. Um, one 736 Your say on the news of the day. Plenty of coaches have had a chat today, but and we'll get to those in just a moment. But the other, I suppose, big development across the course of the day was that there were five positive cases in Adelaide, all centering around the one family that had uh, come back from the NT. At this stage, South Australia and and Adelaide won't be going into uh, a lockdown, and at this stage, they are expecting that the Adelaide and Brisbane game will go ahead as scheduled. However, Adelaide and and Port Adelaide both jumped on a chartered flight today to get out of Adelaide just in case anything changed. Uh, They will spend the rest of the week in Melbourne. Of course, uh, Port Adelaide are playing Hawthorne on Saturday night at Marvel Stadium in Sean Burgoyne's 400th game. And uh, I'm going to be speaking to Josh Gibson at 7.30 tonight, three-time Premiership teammate of Sean Burgoyne. So we'll... uh, speak about his first impressions as they arrived at the club at the same time and the memories that they were able to make together uh, in that incredibly successful era. So there are plenty of of things that have been said in in and around the course of today. Um, Obviously, we are a wait and see on what's going to happen with Saturday's Saturday's Adelaide and Brisbane clash. Mars Stadium in Ballarat has been thrown up as a venue Um, if that game isn't able to go ahead in Adelaide and whether or not uh, that game and where else that game could also be played is still yet to be determined. But there are options. I think Marvel potentially, uh, but if not, given the weight of games it'll have this weekend, then Mars Stadium could could end up being that venue as being reported today. So it just goes to show how difficult the situation is at the moment that the AFL are facing. And I'm often one that very quick to... I suppose, take the AFL to task or, or to criticise when I think that the wrong decisions are being made or, or decisions aren't being made for the right reasons. But I, so I think it's, it's really important to give credit where credit is due. The job that the AFL is doing at the moment in working with this in this ever-changing landscape, the shifting sands that they are standing on to try and keep the the, the, the round, the season, the games all alive and everything to stay afloat, I just think is extraordinary. I would not want that job, no matter how much you paid me, to try and work with what's happening at the moment, having to make these decisions um, quickly, decisively, um, working with all the various state governments and authorities with all the different grounds under differing regulations in all the different states. I think they're doing a remarkable job. I was trying to think of a movie analogy that I think would best surmise what they're doing at the moment. And my mind sort of wandered to that scene in Star Wars where they're being chased by the Imperial fleet, going through the the asteroid storm. And the Millennium Falcon lands on an asteroid to evade the Imperial fleet. Only then to discover that that has got a monster on it and is alive. And that almost takes them out, but they escape that, and they still end up getting away from the Imperial fleet, just going from one disaster to another, but staying alive uh, and staying safe. Is that's the best analogy I could come up with. Give me a better one, if you can think of a way to describe how the AFL, what the AFL is facing at the moment. Uh, just rolling with every single punch that's being thrown, and still keeping on their feet uh, and staying alive and keeping the game afloat. Then I'd love to hear a better example. If you can think of a, a scene in a movie or, or a situation that would best sum up how they're rolling with it at the minute, I'd love to hear it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Paul's in Heathmont. G'day, Paul. Go, hey, Sammy. how are you? Yeah, really well, thank you.
2: Yeah, I was just listening to you before and they're trying to work out grounds and we've got a couple of lovely grounds out at Bendigo. I heard you mention Mars Stadium. I just think,
1: well, we've got the opportunity. Let's let's get it out into the country and, and let them people see what a great game it is. Well, Paul, you never know. I mean, that could be where we end up. As of tonight, all 18 teams will be in Melbourne or will be in Victoria. So... We're not in a hub as yet, and we're not technically in a hub, but we essentially are, but just not officially in a hub uh, because we haven't sort of said, okay, everyone's going to have to stay here for an extended uh, period of time. But teams are fully aware of the fact that that could change, and they may have to stay here for longer than just a week or maybe even more than two weeks. So if that was the case and games needed to get away, then I think it's a wonderful opportunity, as you say, and as we spoke about last night, let's get some of these games to regional areas. And we sort of forget, and not that this is a criticism, but we sort of forget that at the start of last year, we rolled straight out of bushfires into COVID. Regional areas of Victoria just have not been able to recover. And again, and again. I'm not taking away from any other part of Australia that's had any difficulties because those fires were all over the country, but... Our regional areas haven't really had a chance to welcome people back. There was the travel vouchers that the government initiated coming in and out of the various lockdowns that we've had, but they've had a little bit here and a little bit there. How good would it be to take games out to some of our regional areas? And I know that maybe some of the grounds aren't up to to scratch and everything like that. And, yes, it might be some home games that that sides are going to lose, but they lost it last year. They lost home games last year, um, and they may have to lose them again this year. Fremantle's losing one this weekend that they'll never get back. So how good would it be to take them out to those regional areas? And, and Mars has been thrown up as a, a venue possibly for this weekend. And if we had to stay longer, then, you know, let's get on the QEO in Bendigo. Let's get down to, to Gippsland. Let's get to those areas, uh, especially that were affected during those bushfires. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 So the Round 16 tickets, the AFL have released a, a statement today that, Tickets will go on sale for tomorrow night's game at Marvel Stadium tomorrow morning. So this isn't a you know this is this is just understandable that we're we're having to move so fast and, and decisions are being made and games are being rescheduled. So if you wanted to go tomorrow night and please do, let's try and get as many people there as possible. I know it's a hardship for the Tigers fans to get to Marvel, but uh, I'm sure you can bring yourself to to make that arduous trek uh, from one side of the city to another. I am being facetious, of course. 9am AFL and Gold Coast Suns members. Tickets will go on sale for you then. 10am for the Richmond members and 11am for the general public. The tickets will be through Ticketmaster. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 736 736 1116 Lindsay's in Somerville. day, Lindsay. Sam, I am just thinking, mate, I'm a Lions supporter. Please don't send us to Ballarat at Mars. please. It could be the first time that 22 players pull hamstrings. It's going to be five degrees on the weekend. <laughs> well, when you've Please, got the, you've got Please. the very best in medical care, Lindsay, and uh, the Lions medical staff do a, a brilliant job. Um, I'm sure they'll be able to get them cherry right. Maybe they'll be allowed to wear, you know, the, the, a couple of layers of skins. Maybe they'll be able to wear the full skins, just a, a uniform exemption from the AFL to wear the full body stocking. Oh, mate, it's, it's going to be ugly. Please don't send them there. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, thank you for the call, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, some analogies coming in about uh, movies and how to best sum up the, the incredible job the AFL are doing at the moment in keeping the, the, the game going, keeping uh, getting the games off and running, changing with this uh, ever-shifting landscape. Groundhog Day is coming up. Uh, Paul Gallon's last fight. <laughs> Catch me if you can, the whole film. Uh, brilliant Star Wars analogy, made even better by Gillen's likeness to Han Solo. Spot on. That's from Eduardo in Yarraville. Uh, surely The Walking Dead sums up sums it up perfectly. Every time they think the zombies are gone, they reappear, and they have to leave their camp and go elsewhere. That's brilliant. That's very very nicely done. Zero uh, four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And why not pop up on Suburban grounds and play some um, maybe at uh, maybe at Moorabbin, um, maybe. Uh, Icon Park was thrown up last night. So maybe you could take some games back to the suburban grounds as well. Have a impromptu heritage round. 1300 736 736. Brendan's in Melton. G'day, Brendan. How are you, Sammy? Good, buddy.
2: Hi. Uh, I've got an analogy for you for a movie. Um, straight away, thought of uh, Forrest Gump, where he just keeps on running and everyone just ends up just joining in with him for his run. So.
1: That's a good one, isn't it? Because we—it's almost that—it's um, almost like the shark, isn't it? We—we we cannot stop. We have to keep our yeah. momentum. Have to keep momentum up. And and you're right. He starts off alone, and but in the end, everybody gets around him and and runs along with him. And that's that's a great metaphor for what we're sort of trying to do and band together as a sporting community at the moment. It's not just the AFL either. The NRL are having to reshuffle games at the moment. Um, the Super Netball as well are making moves around their games. So um, it's sort of all of sport uh, at the minute, which is a microcosm of life. We know there's um, obviously there's bigger implications to people's life, but for some sport is their life and livelihood. So uh, it is, that's a great one, Brendan. I like that. Beautifully done, mate. Thank you. One 736 Our Muzz are in Geelong. Hello, Muzz.
0: Hello, Sammy. Can you hear me? It's Harry. Let's go round the ground, fellas. Off to <laughs> Maravan, and then to Essendon, and then to uh, Princess Park, and back to the G. Today's game: Melbourne versus Essendon,
1: fifteen eight ninety six to whatever. Now that'd be a bit of. fun. I mean, on a normal hey, in a normal week, in a normal season, Muzz, I'd tell you that we should never ever be scheduling games at the same time as any other game. But this isn't normal and regular time, so maybe we will have to get them all off at the on the one day and at the same time. And and you're right, and around the grounds would be fantastic. Well, you know, I've followed footy since nineteen. 19- 72 would
0: bring back a lot of memories, Sammy, because, uh, you know, that's what I followed with a pocket radio in my bedroom um, on a Saturday before I was allowed to go to the footy. If I can tell a real quick story. When I was 11, my mother let me go to the first game of footy, Carlton and Richmond, to the G from Broadmeadows. And I fell asleep and ended up at, at Frankston. Got back to the G. The policeman helped me in. I got a pie for nothing and come home with me money. (laughs) Uh, and i I had vision then and i was only 11 do you think you'd let an 11 year old do that today
1: um no i don't i don't think uh, many people would uh but uh, simpler times simpler times Go, go blues Go good on you, good on you, Muzz. Always great to hear from Muzz. He's a good man uh, down in Geelong. One three hundred seven three six seven three three six. So plenty of coaches, plenty of CEOs, just plenty of people have spoken today about the unfolding scenario over the last twenty-four hours. We'll hear from Greg Swan and Mark Evans from the Lions and the Suns, respectively. Trevor Nisbet spoke about the cost um, that these changes have to clubs in their bottom line, and then we'll hear from Chris Scott as well ahead of their big Friday night clash uh, with Essen and the first time the Bombers have been down to GMHBA uh, since 1992. What was it called then, if someone could remind me? Was it just Gadinia Park or did it have one of its 18 names <laughs> at that point? Someone will let me know zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I love this off the text. Would love to see the Lions back at Brunswick Street Oval. Plus, could watch from the front yard. I reckon they should absolutely do some training sessions at Brunswick if they can. At least, at least the captains run maybe, which is a lighter session. Uh, that'd be superb. One 736 Time on. Your say on the news of the day. You're listening to Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEM. I think most
2: critically was to get ourselves over to Victoria um, to mitigate against against the risk um, of any issues with border and being able to cross over. So it's a precautionary measure that's been taken to ensure that the game goes ahead on the weekend. Um, We remain hopeful that it could be played here. Um, We'd love nothing more to be back here playing Adelaide Oval and even better be playing in front of our fans. So um, we'll just wait and see how that plays out over the next 24 hours or so.
1: Crows head of footy Adam Kelly as they were about to board a chartered flight along with Port Adelaide to head over to Melbourne. Uh, One of the big stories of the day as five positive cases uh, were recorded in Adelaide, all centred around the one family returning from the NT. So that has meant that as a precautionary measure, they jump on a plane, head to Melbourne. Uh, Of course, Port Adelaide, we're going to head here Friday anyway to take on uh, Hawthorne at Marvel on Saturday night in Sean Burgoyne's 400th and uh, hopefully for the Crows. They'll be able to continue, they'll be able to end up heading home and playing that game in front of a a home crowd uh, against the Lions who headed on a chartered flight with the Gold Coast Suns uh, last night to Melbourne. Uh, Greg Swan spoke to SEN today uh, about the ever-changing COVID situation.
3: Changes every minute, Blaine. It's, uh, yeah, we found that out mid-morning that they were coming here, but we're not, we're still not sure where the game's going to be. But, um yeah, we'll, we'll just have to get ready for that. And I think there's some messaging out of South Australia that the game could still happen, but there mightn't be crowds or whatever it is. And then the AFL decided to uh, bring them over to Melbourne to you know, just to keep that as an option as well. So, yeah, we're a bit unsure. We're heading out for training now. We're down at Icon Park. Um, the Blues have been really good and let us train down there, so we'll um,
1: we'll do that, and then as as the day goes on, we'll work out where we're playing. Greg Swan. Uh- Nothing much of it really seems to uh, phase Swanee. He's a fantastic operator, and I reckon that'd filter down uh, through the ranks as well, just rolling with the punches as everybody is. Uh, So that game's scheduled to be Saturday, Arvo at the Adelaide Oval. If they can't get back there, if the situation changes, then uh, Mars Stadium has been thrown up in Ballarat as a place to send it. Uh, We've got some people saying, how about heading to Deakin Reserve in Shepparton? Uh, You never know, we could get to a situation, hopefully not. I mean, this isn't something we're hoping for, by the way, because that would mean that COVID situations are worsening in other states and nobody wants to see that. But if we do have to have uh, teams here, uh, then getting out to the regional areas would be absolutely sensational. And some of the suburban grounds are being thrown up as well. We've got one text saying, go to Windy Hill, um, go to Western Oval, Go to Brunswick Street, just not Waverley. That's from Rob. Rob, Waverley's a multi-million dollar facility now. It's a brilliant surface that the Hawks train on. Uh, Also asking for your nominations if you were to sum up the work that the AFL's doing, an incredible job they're doing in just pivoting, nimble... Um, the shifting sands and continuing to try and run a marathon on them, uh, every time they think they're in the clear, something else changes, meaning another decision has to be made, another negotiation with another state government. Uh, I just think it's extraordinary work that they're doing and they uh, they absolutely deserve uh, our gratitude and, and applause, respect, I, I likened it to the scene in Star Wars landing on the asteroid trying to escape the Imperial fleet only to have that asteroid be a living organism that tried to eat you. You got away from that and still managed to get away from uh, your pursuers um I, that was my analogy we've had people throw up Forrest Gump just keep running and then everybody gets around Forrest we've had people liking it the walking dead just when you think the zombies are all gone they come back which is a good one uh this is off the text got to be Monty Python and the Holy Grail tis but a scratch scene each limb being cut off representing a different state succumbing to lockdown that's uh, very nicely thought through um, 0433 98 11 16. and thanks to all those who were telling me it is it was cadinia park in 1992 the last time uh, that essendon went to geelong it was still called cadinia park then another one off the text uh running on empty running out of venues that's from joe in roville taking a more musical approach to the analogy uh deirdre tatum versus homer simpson that's from jared uh, as a, a tv analogy a scene that could best sum up what the AFL are confronting at the moment. Back to the Future from Dean. Uh, and then this one, it's kind of like the movie Smats, Snatch. The two fellas just trying to buy a caravan, but then get con to fight <laughs> to, <laughs> to fight the pikey, then tried to use him to rig the boxing match. And then the double cross and then uh, the big cluster, you know what, nothing just goes to plan. Uh, it's a very nice text uh, as well. Good thought put into that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Tom's in Berwick. G'day, Tom. Hello Tom We'll get back to Tom in a minute uh, Tom just fix up your phone there and we'll come back to you Brenton Airport West, Good day, Brent Hey mate hey, two, two quick questions for you The first one uh, What constitutes a charge if
0: Darcy Fogarty didn't get reported number one and number two Trevor Nisbet a day or two ago suggested that West Coast supporters should not be refunded their money for the tickets they'd purchased for the game. This is a bloke who three years ago was the owner of a bank account that had $58 million
1: in it. Is he taking the piss? Uh, so I haven't heard that quote, Brent, about the, the refunds. We, there's an audio grab that we're have got to play. we going to play in just a moment about the, the loss. So I haven't seen that quote, so I'd, I won't comment on it until I get to read it. But what was your first one again about uh, Darcy Fogarty?
0: Darcy Fog, so, uh, Darcy Fogarty's charge on Jacob Wettering on Sunday. How
1: was that not? How was that considered? I don't uh, know a, a, a football incident. Yeah, I, I don't know. He just in the end just cannoned into his back. I um, I thought there was there could certainly be a careless or a rough conduct charge there, Brent. And, and then obviously the resulting melee saw uh, Zach Williams rightfully uh, suspended for a week for that action um, on uh, Ben Key. So I've got n- no idea why that wasn't a, a sightable offence, mate. But uh, well done for, for bringing it to the table. Uh, Tony's in Narry Warren uh, North with a, a nomination for a movie that would best surmise what the AFL's dealing with at the minute. Take it away, Tony.
3: How are you, Sammy? Uh, I guess the uh, the movie that comes to my mind with all the problems the AFL have been facing is The Martian. Uh, all the stuff that I think it was Mark Wahlberg is a bit like uh, the big gill that... Uh, Matt Damon? ...growing his buds. Was it Matt Damon, was
0: it? There you go, growing, uh, growing his spuds in the poo and everything, uh, everything uh, ended up all over the place, but he, uh, he got it done. So hopefully uh, the AFL can uh, have the same sort of result, but they're doing a great job.
1: No, they are. The other one I was thinking of as well was probably a bit Clooney-esque in the perfect storm, just somehow keeping that ship upright. Uh, just an extraordinary job they're doing at the minute. Tom's in Berwick. Have we got you back there, Tom?
0: Yes, mate, yes. Far Fire away. So I've actually got an analogy for you, while well, a bit on hold. I was thinking, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, facing all these issues, and he's going through a lot of issues, and then gets in front of everyone he works for, and just says to them, "Boys, I'm not going to leave." That's my analogy for you. Uh, <laughs> let's just and, yeah, hope, we're, we're, let's we're,
1: just hope that we're acting much more scrupulously than the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if the AFL would love that comparison, Tom. I don't know if that would um, yeah. be compared to that bloke. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that's all right. But, but the reason why I called, um, Jamar
0: Uglehagen at the Doggies, uh, it fascinates me that he's the number one draft pick and he still hasn't played. Um, I can't remember the last time a number one draft pick was made to wait this long to debut. What are your thoughts about that, mate?
1: Yeah, I've spoken about this a few times and it doesn't worry me one iota. Um, just being the number one draft pick doesn't guarantee you a game. Certainly not at a team that's uh, sitting second on the ladder, uh, the number one. And, and this is the thing. They're not struggling for goal kickers. They're the number one ranked team offensively in the competition. They've, they're number one for points for. Uh, they're actually number 18 for points against. So they've got the number one offense, the number one defense. You, you, you get you get a game, Tom, when you either deserve or you are needed. And and at the moment they would say that unfortunately Jamara, and we think you've got a long and bright future here and we um, we can't wait for you to be a 10 to 15 year player with us but at the moment we don't actually need you um, in in the ones and maybe there would be a thought that he hadn't actually done enough in the reserves to demand a game so if 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 they were struggling to kick goals and their forwards weren't getting the job done then I think there's a case to say well why not play him why not play Shacky but. There isn't a case to play him yet other than he's the number one draft pick, Tom. So I don't think that's enough. I don't, I think it's a great learning experience for players. We've seen the detrimental results in players getting games ahead of time and, and the era and, you know, the kind of entitlement to a game. Nobody's entitled to a game. And the one person who makes that decision is the coach. And at the moment, you can't fault the decisions that they're making at the selection table because they're second on the ladder.
0: Yeah, mate, absolutely. It's just something that I thought was quite interesting. You know, like recent years, you've had a lot of number one draft picks come around for sort the of round one, two, or three. Mm. And It's just interesting. It's just an interesting thing to see. That's all, because yeah. you know, you, you know, you, you sort of assume, you know, being a, a number one draft pick, that um, he'll just be given a game. So there's obviously. Um, Some good good
1: things happening in the doggies where he's not going to be able to get a game. And, yeah, that's, no and there's nothing untoward in it, Tom, I don't think either. There's nothing, you know, as I'd say, there's nothing to see here. There really isn't. All those other... This is one of the rare cases that we see where a number one draft pick goes to a team in contention. Most of the number one draft picks you're talking about go to teams that are down the bottom of the ladder because that's how the draft system works. And this is just that situation now, which is part of what when father-sons and... Uh, academies and things like that, um, the next generation academies, th- these situations can pop up from time to time. So it's a different situation than a regular number one draft pick going to the team that finished at the bottom of the ladder who does need more elite talent. Um, as was discussed during the week, Kingy's very much on a, a of a belief that the Dogs could be about to go in on a dynasty sort of run, given their list profile. I actually agree with it. We might throw that up in Footy Tinder. But thanks for the call, Dave in Turin, Danny Bo morris stay right there. We'll hear from some of the coaches who have had a chat around the course of the day. Chris Scott will be the first cab off the rank on the other side of this. Don't forget, you can text through 98 11 16 By the way. 50% cap in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, sorry, 50% capacity cap to 25,000. So that will be the allocation for Marvel, 25,000 max, uh, and also the other uh, Victorian stadiums. The Marvel roof is going to remain open. So uh, just reminding everybody that uh, masks are to be worn when moving through the stadium, except if you have a medical exemption. So make sure you check out all those details. Collingwood and St Kilda, by the way, tickets sold out. Well done. Pies and Saints fans, the MCG game, no further tickets are going to be released. I don't think we've hit capacity for any of the games we've had. I know it's only a small capacity, but still, we'll take the wins when we can get them. More Time On after this. Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, Welcome back to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. The teams are in for tomorrow night, 7.20, Marvel Stadium. Tickets go on sale for AFL members and Gold Coast members at 9 o'clock, and then 10 o'clock for Richmond members and then 11 o'clock for general admission. Hopefully we get a decent crowd there. Uh, in for the Suns, Sam Collins, who's been out for the past three weeks with an ankle issue. Dave Swallow returning from concussion. Chris Burgess back in the side. Caleb Graham omitted. Noah Anderson out with a fractured hand. Zach Smith out with concussion and Hugh Greenwood's been managed. Uh, last week's sub, Braden Fiorini, uh, who was un- unused. In for the Tigers, Dave Asprey returns from the Achilles. Tom Lynch from the knee, so a couple of big names there. Jack Ross, Riley Collier Dawkins and Patrick Nace, three young on ballers, come in for the Tigers, who have looked like they need a bit of help in that area over recent weeks. Out of the side, uh, young Ryan, who was in for his first game last week, a tall young man in the wet. It was Uh, Sort of on a hiding to nothing, uh, and I really felt for him um, when the rain set in. Uh, Mansell Bolter is out with an ankle, broad out with that ankle, the syndesmosis injuries for both of those two. Kane Lambert's out injured and Dion Prestia with that hamstring. Uh, Mansell was the sub who replaced Noah Bolter, Uh, so their sub's yet to be named, uh, of course. We'll hear from Chris Scott in just a minute, but a couple more of your calls. Dave's in Turidan. G'day, Dave.
2: Hello, Mike. Look, um, I'm really concerned about. I've got a lot of. um, I'm from Turadon, but I've um, had a jet ski hire business in Port Douglas, and uh, uh, if I was up there now, I'd be completely broke because no one's going there. And I I think we've got to have a real good thing about this. They've had two years in the busiest time of the year Mm. where people can't go there. This is going to be even worse for them, but, and because they get no job cover, and they um, they um, you know stocked
0: up for all this busy time.
1: Yeah, Dave, it's a, a great point you're raising. Not just uh, isolated to Port Douglas, isolated to a lot of areas. All around Australia uh, at the moment, um, certainly tourism doing it really, really tough and we feel for everybody. One of my good mates, uh, his dad, who was a, a, an old boss of mine uh, way back when, um, has, a, has a hotel up there that he looks after and so I know that the issues they're confronting and, and we're feeling for them and, and everybody at the moment who's doing it tough. Um, it's happening all around the place and it's not easy to, to see. Um, so we hope that there are... Blue sky, well, better days ahead. Uh, Dan's in Bo, in Bo Morris. G'day, Dan.
2: Yeah, g'day, Sam. Uh, with your analogy, I thought about it. You've got a good one. The Matrix movies. Uh, the second one, where Morpheus is on the uh, the highway. Because so, Trinity, he says you never should go on a highway. Do you remember that movie?
1: Oh, I'm struggling to remember that scene. I seem to only really remember the not? first Matrix, and then I think I it just got confused it, for it? the next two <laughs>
2: Now, it's filmed in Sydney, actually. And yep. he's, on the, he's on the freeway. He's jumping from uh, car to car, bus to bus. And he's, like, living for his life against two blonde-headed uh, twins. And uh, if the listeners understand what I'm saying, like, yeah, it's a dire straight situation. The other part of my call, Sam, was, um, as I was saying, like, uh, Ben Collingwood. Two weeks ago, um, Dad's 75. He turns 76 uh, next week. So he has subscriptions to News Limited and, and Fairfax. So he gets all the, the news. We had a comment. I said to Dad, like, to just to calm him down, I said, every man and his dog will be named as the next Collingwood coach. So this week is Brad Scott and Adam Uze. It is extraordinary uh, how many. It would at least be $0.20, Sam. Uh People's names have been thrown in the ring so far. My belief, who the next calling coach will be, um, it'll be the one that's the most quietest. That's my belief.
1: The one who's the most quietest?
2: Yeah. The one that's um, cancelled it right from the start and the uh, reporters and the media haven't even touched it since. Who's that? You know who... Alex the Clarkson. He yeah. shut it down.
1: Yeah. Where I, where I think. Yep, yeah, get, get going down.
2: Yeah, he shut it down immediately. Obviously, he's an, an immortal of the game. 12 premierships. You are class easily as an immortal of the game. So um, he shut it down. And not one reporter or not one news report has mentioned Alex the Clarkson since.
1: Carolyn Wilson's been on it for a long time that she doesn't believe. She's not totally convinced that he'll be there at Hawthorne next year. I don't think that, look, I have no, nothing, I have no inside knowledge on this at all, but I'd be staggered to see Clarkson go from one rebuild to another. I think if he's going to leave Hawthorne, he's leaving to go to a list that is primed and ready for an assault on a flag within the next two to three years. Otherwise, he stays at Hawthorne uh, and he tries to add another chapter to his incredible legacy at that club. I can't see it being one swapping one rebuild for another. But, hey, I, I could be wrong. I still... As I said, my guess, and it was only a guess, and someone said if you had to throw up a name who you think Collingwood's next coach will be, I actually think it'll be Ross Lyon. Could absolutely be very wrong, but I got asked to make a guess, so that was mine there. Andrew in Seahome. G'day, Andrew.
2: My membership away.
1: Sorry, Andrew, I'll miss um, you there. Start again, mate. Start again.
2: If it's, if it's Ross Lyon, I'm throwing my membership away. Can't stand the guy. Anyway, I am ringing up. The 3 Carlton game. Right. Why don't they play it at Princess Park?
1: The ground that Carlton train on every week.
2: Yeah, but so what? They're playing Geelong games down at Geelong. They train on it every week.
1: Right. Yeah, but that's because but that's it's Geelong's it's an AFL but that's where the, stadium. But Freo that's not Geelong are getting that game at the expense of someone else's home game. So Fremantle are losing a home game, so they want to try and play it at least at a neutral venue. I can understand that. Well
2: didn't Well didn't Collingwood and um didn't Collingwood and Brisbane change their home and away games?
1: Yeah, they swapped them but, oh no, it was uh Brisbane and uh It's uh, Brisbane and St Kilda? No, that was Sydney and St Kilda. Brisbane and Frio. So, Brisbane and Frio changed home games earlier in the year, but you've got to be able to, you've got to be coming up against that side again, Andrew, to be able to swap your home game with them. So, that's where that wouldn't work, mate. But, uh, hey, it doesn't mean that it's off the table. You never know, Andrew. You just never know. It could be out of pure necessity. You never know what could end up happening. Uh, I did say I'd play some Chris Scott. I'll do that for you. Straight away on the other side of this, we'll hear from Ben Rutten and Simon Goodwin as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 A couple of other movie nominations to best sum up the situation that the AFL is working magnificently through at the minute, doing a cracking job. Cheaper by the Dozens come through from Luke, the Clubs of the Children and Gil's the Dad trying to organise them. Uh, Apollo 11 has been suggested as a, a good analogy from a movie point of view as to what the AFL are facing at the minute, trying to keep all the games going uh, and the season on track. one 736 736 Time On. Your say on the news of the day. You're listening to, to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Gnabry, away by McGuire, away by Henderson.
2: England's, modern England writes their own new
3: history. This time at Wembley, the German Triumph was
2: slain. Is ripped up first by Raheem and then
1: by the England captain, Harry Kane. Uh, Incredible scenes as England uh, put paid to a record that goes back to, I think, 1966, where they last were able to beat Journey in the knockout stage of a tournament. Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane, the goal scorers, and uh, they didn't. They go off at Wembley Stadium. Uh, The Matilda squad for the Olympics has been announced. Sam Kerr was selected today and had this to say.
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit different to, say, a World Cup, just for the fact that it is, I guess, the Olympics, it's a little bit,
1: um,
2: like you said, prestigious. But, um, yeah, it's just overwhelming, obviously, excitement, can't wait to tell your family, and really proud moment. I grew up watching the Olympics like everyone else, so to be here for my second time is a dream come true. 18 players, four travelling reserve players. Can you tell us a little bit about this team? What excites you about them? Yeah, I mean, the Matildas is obviously a really, really exciting team. Um, we're fast, we're strong, we're fit, and um, I feel like the rest of the world knows that about us, so it's really about using our strengths to the best of our abilities. But
1: So, Sam Kerr, earlier today, uh, in other news, Michael Zaraf has pulled out of his hotly and much-anticipated clash with Tim Zhu, uh, citing COVID concerns. Eh, buy that if you do uh, so now Tim Zoo says they'll go back to focusing on what they were focusing on and that was getting him a, an international opponent of, uh, of a, a higher calibre according to their camp uh, and Melbourne Storm are looking at possibly resting um, Cam Munster, Christian Welsh, Felice Kafusi, and Josh addo after they returned from origin duties for their game against the 5th place Roosters at Newcastle this weekend so, so that's just some other news making uh, headlines uh, outside of the AFL ranks. Uh, Daniel in Elwood just before we get to Chris Scott, hello to you.
0: Hey, Sam, how are you going? Good, mate. Mate, previous caller, I mean, he brought up Princess Park, which, like, I disagree with, but this whole dialogue around, like, venue neutrality, the thing that's just popped in my mind is, remember a few years ago, like, interstate clubs were complaining about not getting enough games or experience on the G, which yeah. is, you know, where they have to come for a grand final? If you're free, oh, like, two things... Why wouldn't you, I know the dimensions of the new Optus Stadium are similar, but why wouldn't you request the G and get the experience on the ground against a hostile crowd? And two, I mean, I know this might be a bit particular, but think about the environment. Like, you know, we're in Melbourne, don't travel and get, like, you're still going to get a heap of Carlton supporters travelling to Geelong,
3: just run it at the G. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because there's already a game that day at the G, Daniel, and then there's a game the next day at the G. So um, it would be whether they believe they can get it up to uh, match standard before uh, that game. So would they be willing to have a double header there? I think that would take longer than a couple of days maybe to negotiate that. So I, hear, I think it's a great point that you raise. It may not have just been able to get done uh, logistically this weekend. Uh, Chris Scott, as I mentioned, spoke today. And, uh, and coming off that loss to the Lions, how they're approaching this week?
3: I think the takeaway was that, and, and, and with the benefit of having a little bit longer to absorb it, is that it's been a long time since we have played that poorly and we've got uh, a team and a group of players uh, who have some credits in the bank. So um, we, we certainly didn't gloss over it. There are things that we need to address, uh, but, but not by panicking. We're pretty clear on what our best footy looks like. We were clear that um, we weren't allowed in some respects and we contributed to playing poorly. Uh, um,
1: ourselves on Thursday and looking forward to the chance to play better this week. Geelong coach Chris Scott. Um, ben Rutten uh, spoke about uh, who, uh, Essendon coach uh, who Geelong are playing obviously. He spoke about playing at GMHBA Stadium for the first time since 1992.
3: Yeah look we had a, we had a good opportunity in the pre-season. We, we uh, got, were able to play Geelong down there um, in one of our um, warm up games. So we've you know, I had some recent experience of playing down there, and you know, it's um, yeah. Geelong obviously get to train and play there a fair bit, but you know, based on our you know performance back in the pre-season and our ability to play there, the ground doesn't hold any fears for us. And um, yeah, we want to be a team that plays and an unconditional team that plays wherever.
1: Uh, so Ben Rutton there, uh, Brendan in Camberwell Before we head into the sporting capital, good day, Brendan. Good day, mate. How you going? Yeah, good. Twenty seconds.
2: Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, just in regards to Princess Park, they, they unfortunately they can't use Princess Park anymore because they've demolished most of the um, facilities as in toilets and retail outlets. So they can't have a crowd there because, uh, like I said, they don't have
1: toilet facilities. Uh, we'll come back to you on that one. We've got to get to the break and we'll be with Sporting Capital next. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play.